welcome to the Street Hockey Life podcast. I'm uh, joined today by Alexis Tarantino and uh, Kate Vandruff, and um, I'm very excited to talk to these individuals about a project that they're going to be working on. Um, it's right, kind of in its infancy, right, Alexis? Is that mm-hmm. this rink development? So um, welcome back, people. It's, it's, it's good to be chatting with these individuals. Like I said, I'm very excited because it's right up our alley when it comes to rink development. So, but anyway, welcome. Um, if you guys don't mind, just kind of share a little bit about who you are, where you live, anything you want to tell us. Alexis, we can start. You, know, with you. you go. Oh, you start with me. Okay. Um, my name's Alexis. I uh, I play hockey. I'm pretty involved with ball hockey. Um, I run tournaments for U-Dubs, and we've been trying to get more local engagement, uh, especially in like the novice and sea level, you know, bringing women into the sport. So Kate and I have been on this mission to save a hockey rink that is close by and dear to our heart. And I will let her jump in from there. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Um, So my name is Kate Vandruff. I live in Gilbertsville. I'm actually a hockey mom who turned into a player because my daughter plays. I realized I was on the wrong side of the boards. And um, I used to organize pickup uh, games for the kids at this park. And um, some of the coaches would say, hey, Kate, why don't you come out here and play too? And that's um, when I met Alexis and she told me about the NBHL. So last year was my first season actually playing competitive hockey. I'm a former rugby girl, cross-country runner. Uh, used to play roller um, just with friends in a parking lot, nothing organized. So um, hockey just kind of took me by storm and I fell in love with the sport. And um, I guess there's a long story, really, how we got where we are, but I'll give you the short version. So I went with Alexis to the UW's Oktoberfest tournament this past October. So inspired by all the women and girls playing in that tournament and just the energy there. Came home thinking there's so many more moms like me and just women in general who need hockey in their lives and don't even know it yet. And uh, decided to start a women's pickup group right there, including kids. And then I found out the hockey dads want to play too. The guys in the town want to play too. Um, reached out to the township, realizing we only had one net at the park. And and the uh, park is in some state of uh, well-worn disrepair, needs some fixes for sure. But I thought, well, hey, if I can donate a net, maybe somebody from the township with a truck could pick it up. We found out on a Friday night about 10.30, I got an email back from the township manager saying, well, your email comes at an interesting time. I'm glad you reached out. We're actually in discussion to turn the deck into pickleball. And my heart sank and I texted Alexis immediately and she sprung into action, helped me from the very beginning with a petition to save the hockey deck. And uh, we showed up to the meeting. The really ironic and coincidental, beautifully poetic thing is our first pickup with all the women was scheduled already before we found out about this. And it was on the same exact day as the township rec meeting to discuss the pickleball. So it was like the stars aligned, the um, hockey families all showed up and filled the the room, the boardroom. And we had a goalie in full gear, kids in helmets, kids with sticks, kids got up to speak, including my daughter and her friend, Lily, and the news loved it. And uh, the township uh, managers, uh, the township manager and the board members took it pretty kindly that people cared so much. Um, we were invited back. I received a letter. The girls were invited back. Sorry, I lost my light here. Um, <laughs> invited back to, uh, sorry about that, Quite to right. try to get um, the girls to give some more feedback on what they'd like to do with the rink. And um, so we just think on January 24th and now they've been invited to come to the next round which will be to present before the full board members on March 7th. March 7th interesting so tell 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 us a little bit about I mean where's there is there a big pickleball community where you guys live and that there's a group of people that were advocating specifically to take the spot over or was this just a decision made by the township? Yeah the township manager said that he um had gotten some feedback from the community that they wanted some more activities for older adults, you know, ways people can get active. So he thought, you know, pickleball is pretty popular. Why don't we try that? It's relatively inexpensive to repurpose something. And they thought the hockey deck wasn't really being used. So they figured that would be a good spot to put it. Um, But 
we found out, I mean, we went into this thing like it was a court case, you know, we found out there's <laughs> 20 it. pickleball courts within a 15 minute drive of this rink. So we're telling them, you know, it's over an hour to the next rink that has free access. And so they weren't really trying to take away our rink. It was just a community suggestion. And uh, once they heard about the rink, they were very supportive about helping us make sure it's safe and still usable for the people that want to use it. So is this spot an actual rank boards or is it more like a tennis court? Cause sorry, I haven't seen a picture of it. So I'm not really familiar. This rink is a paved rink with a chain link fence as the boards. It has a little bit of wood at the bottom, but the ball still rolls out under due to the age and condition. And the corners also are not rounded due to the construction of it. The gate also swings inward and outward which is dangerous <laughs> though that's one of the other issues it, it doesn't have your traditional boards um your traditional benches penalty box or gates anything like that so got it now do you guys in this area what's the township called again new hanover township new hanover is there a ball hockey or a deck hockey program that functions out of this area or are there are there are there ball hockey programs around the surrounding area? Nearby, yes. Alexis, go ahead. Yeah. So um, the tournament team that I coached for the last few years, there's a tournament circuit in New Jersey, which outside of state teams are welcome to come to. Um, but there's a pretty large circuit in New Jersey alone. They have you know 15 or more rinks. So our rinks, we have about three within a 45 minute drive of each other out where we are. So we're about 45 minutes west from Philly. The closest New Jersey rink is about half an hour east from Philly, you know, over the bridge into New Jersey. So we're kind of on an island where there's a lot of hockey interest. There's just not a lot of hockey going on. Okay. Um, so this is one of the parks that, you know, the kids would play pickup at, practice at. There's a rink about half an hour away that's in a community park. But okay. those are the only two free access parks within, I would say, over an hour and a half of us. Got mm -hmm. it. Got it. Okay. And I'll, I'll add, um, there are a few different programs that do go on in our area. We have the PAL, um, Pottstown PAL Recreation League, and they play out of West Potts Grove Elementary, but it is a school property. So that's always gated and locked. And um, there's a travel team, Pottstown Jesters, but they don't currently have a home for their team to practice at. So they're going to Reading to play there which i think is also locked when no one's using it and it's also kind of far for a lot of the kids in our area okay how big is this township that you guys live in do you guys know the the number of people that live in the town or i don't but i would say a lot i mean it's a pretty affluent area affluent area okay yeah All it's right. not like farms like i live an hour west towards lancaster like amish country and stuff is a lot more spread out by me um, Gilbertsville is is actually being built up a lot over the last 15 years, I'd say, where they're, you know, close enough to the to the city that people are moving towards, you know, nicer, more spread out areas without being so close to the city. So it's okay. pretty populated. So is Gilbertsville more closer to Philadelphia than in my in my is my geography right? Terrible at geography, by the way, guys. So Yeah, so Pittsburgh's like four hours west of okay. Lancaster. So Gilbertsville is about 45 minutes east from me and then an, another 45 minutes to Philly. So it's okay. considered, you know, greater Philadelphia area, greater Philadelphia, next, next county over, you know. OK, so the no, but Philadelphia has put some money, the Philadelphia Flyers specifically, have put some money into like the other townships on the New Jersey side. Is that accurate? I don't know the accuracy of that. I do know that the Flyers have a grant program where they will give $100,000 a year to, you know, rinks either in disrepair or building rinks. Um, they've just built one in Kensington. And I know that in November, they just pledged um, more money to a rink in Ridley, which is about 20 minutes to half an hour from Philadelphia. Um, someone that's local in our ball hockey community does run that rink. Um and they just started, you know, taking apart boards to to help them expand their rink. So on the Philly side, I know they're helping. I don't know about New Jersey side. Okay, on the Philly side, I just for some reason I've seen ranks, and I could be on the NBHL side. I've seen the Flyers being proud sponsor, right, on some of their boards, and I cannot tell you for the life of me if it's 
what rinks I've seen, but I know uh, which rinks they are, but I don't know if they've, you know, put that money in there or done clinics there. And that's why they have, you know, sponsorships there. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, GT does have, you know, boards and scoreboards that say Philadelphia Flyers. And I know that they've at least held clinics there. They might've helped do more at those rinks. I'm just not sure. That's so that's okay. So this sounds like you guys were put into a very interesting position where all of a sudden, you know, pickleball is coming in. I can share a experience about a pickleball meeting that I was a part of <laughs> in my rink, in our, in our rink development. Um, when we were going through the fundraising process, I was reached out by a couple that lives in my hometown of Gloucester. Gloucester Mass, by the way. I can't say Gloucester because there's a Gloucester, New Jersey. Yeah. Very, very popular yeah. ball hockey, so I have to be careful. Um, and it was a husband and a wife. And in Gloucester, there's two – there's more than this. There's two main um, tennis courts. One is right on the water. It's beautiful. It's right up, We have a boulevard that's right on the ocean. And actually, if you're standing in our rink, you can look down and see this tennis court. It's beautiful. That's a public – there's only two courts, but anybody can use that at any point. They just, they actually redid it. It looks beautiful down there. And then the Gloucester high school, they just had their tennis courts re redone. Um, and the reason why this I'm bringing this up is because these people were getting upset that there was no place to play pickleball. So both places don't, I don't want to say, I'm not entirely sure if the Gloucester high school courts allow pickleball. I'm not sure the, because they've been redone, but I know that the one on our boulevard does not allow pickleball. And so these, this couple had called me and that's like, they were saying to me what they had seen is in a town about 35 minutes from where, where, where we live or where, from where our rink is, there was a uh, kind of what you're describing. Kate, uh, it's kind of similar. It's like a fenced in area. It's, a, it's asphalt or, or um, it's, it's asphalt, hot top, if whatever one you call it. Uh -huh. It has lines of a rink on it. Come to find out, people are using it more for pickleball than they're using it for street hockey. So this person was thinking that when we were building this rink, that's what we were going to have. We were going to have a, a, a rink with asphalt, and then you could just go there and put a net down and play pickleball. And through the course of the meeting, we they realized pretty quickly that we were not a good fit because you know the surface we, we have, most people will know when you play on a deck, that the surface does the ball does bounce but we realized that it probably wasn't going to be a good fit based on the amount of utility that our program was going to be using it so um that meeting kind of went a little bit off in a direction that it ended up being them getting frustrated with why the city wouldn't build pickleball courts and i said i don't have an answer for you that all i know is that you might want to bring this to the city and you're gonna to have to need to raise money if you want to do this project so, um, but pickleballs, it's a, it's a people, when I talk to pickleball people, they're like, it's the fastest growing sport. I'm like, that's, that's great. I don't know what else to say about it other than keep doing it. You know, I've, I'm always a big believer that if, if, you know, you want to be the solution, not the problem you want to, you know, there's a lot of, um, people that, you know, just, they're not going to take an initiative. They're just going to complain about it. But I was like, you know, I, I even was willing. I'm like, I'll help you get started. But I, you know what I mean? I, we got to finish this rink. So, um, pickleball, like I said, I've never played it, so I can't, I can't really describe it, but so, so right now it sounds like you're at the beginning of this process. Ideally, I guess my question is, is how many, how many hockey players are in this area? Is there any ice hockey where you got, where you live? Kate, what's that like? And, and yes. chime in on this as well. Sure. My um, daughter actually plays for Boyertown Bears Ice Hockey Club, which is the um, scholastic team for our school district. I know there's a whole bunch of others, Perkyoman Valley. Um, some of the names escape me, but we play down in the main line area. We play at um, Westchester uh, Ice Line, and we've played at the campus, and I think that's Downingtown. So there's quite a bit of ice hockey going on as well. And uh, in fact, uh, we're actually pretty close with some of the leaders in the Boyertown Bears that have even come out to support our initiative at previous meetings. So we're very grateful for those partnerships. Excellent. Do those ice hockey teams utilize that specific space or not really? Yes. Great question. We actually had the coach of her ice hockey team 
and his uh his kids there tonight with us playing pickup before this before this meeting nice. it was great <laughs> awesome that's awesome okay do you think it's i mean is pennsylvania primarily more of a, a ball hockey area or is it ice king like it is here in massachusetts yeah. i mean ball hockey is a small sport in general so I mean, Massachusetts in the Northeast is going to be huge for ice hockey. I feel like the farther north you go, the more ice hockey you'll find. Um, but, but there's definitely ice hockey here. I mean, we've got probably 10 organizations in a like local Philly league for ice hockey for women. Um, there's plenty of pickup groups. There's plenty of kids programs. I mean, the Junior Flyers being one of them. Uh, flyers. But there's there's ice hockey programs with schools and club teams, you know. There's plenty of ice hockey programs for kids around here. Awesome. So it sounds like there's a there's a need for this facility anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the only two free parks that we have left. We had Phoenixville closed down in the last few years, and that was there since the early 90s. Um, Lancaster was just demolished. That was there since 74. Um, there's been a couple rinks in the, you know, Downington. Well, I'm sorry. I'm telling you these towns like you're from here. That's okay. Within a within a two hour drive, we've probably seen about four rinks close in the last ten years, okay. um, and not any new ones open. I mean, Reading was just fixed up. They put a deck tile surface down. Um, they're like a a city about an hour west of Philly. Okay. Um, but besides that, not much has been popping up. What was the rink where the North Americans were hosted and, and Jason Kelly had the cool hockey events that, that that's no longer there? What what town was that again, Alexis? I I've been That there. was Feasterville, Feasterville, near the city near the city, yeah. So that was in the northeast of Philly. And that was, you know, a two to three rink facility for a couple of decades. I mean, then they shuffled one rink around um to use one side as like you know, trailer storage. Um, then they finally closed it down uh, about two years ago or a year and a half ago. What are they using for it now? Do you know? What are they Probably using that building for? Yeah. I think it's storage for like shipping. Storage. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. warehousing, you know, but yeah. one of those. So I can, I can relate to this. And this is something that I, I thought a lot about um, when, when saw this. So basically Kate, what happened is when Alexis, mm -hmm. I met Alexis obviously at, at Oktoberfest last year when, my wife and I, we brought down our North Shore Raiders down there. It was a wonderful event. Loved it. We're going to be going to be going to Spring Spring Fest. It's, that's what it's called, right? Yep. Because that's coming up. Um, and we became Facebook friends. And then next thing you know, I, I see this 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 you know sign this petition <laughs> item. So I of course took took the initiative, and both Aaron and I signed it. You know, we didn't really know much about what was going on. Um, but what I what I can show you from from my perspective up here in the Northeast of being from Massachusetts is if you look at if you look at our state, I, I've said this on multiple podcasts, ice hockey is king, right? It, it's just it's very popular here in Massachusetts. Um, where I am in Gloucester, it's kind of tucked 30 miles northeast on the ocean away from Boston. And if you start driving inland, then you'll come to the Mecca of all street hockey, which is Lemonster. And then Fitchburg is right there. And then if you drive south where where Alexis hosts the um, where you guys went for Tiverton, right across the border is South Coast Ball Hockey run by Eddie Costa. And we're trying to get on the level of those three organizations of, as the big ball hockey community. Um, and then I guess you could throw Athol in there, which is a little bit out past, uh, in Milik, of course, how can I forget that group? But, um, from Lemonster to Gloucester, it's about an hour and 15 minutes away. And on where I grew up, ball hockey never existed. It, it's when you go to Gloucester, you see this rink that we put in, it's brand new. The concept of it, it I mean, I kid you guys not when, when, when the rink was being installed and we were putting the surface down, I had a little old lady go by the fence and say, is this a pool? Is this a pool? I said, <laughs> I, said I, I hope not. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. and then the, the questions always become is, can you flood it in the winter so we can skate on it? And can you roll blade on it? Can you, can you roll skate? And when I went through the process, when, when we went through the process of building the rink, we promoted as yes, you could roll skate, you could roll blade. 
but that's become a little bit of a challenge right now based on city rules and surface challenges and things like this. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, is that there's an, this area is it's brand spanking new. People have never, people don't know about UWs. They don't know about our U S national teams going to Slovakia. They don't know anything about this. And, you know, when I, when I, when Alexa said, had messaged me, you know, she was telling me about the amount of, it, it's kind of discouraged the amount of rinks that have closed in an area that I currently live in Chelmsford and Lowell, these areas that you guys probably never heard of. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a big popular, unless you, have you been to Drake at Alexis where the old, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. George is good friends with Casey who owns. With Casey. There you go. It. Yeah. Okay. So in that situation, that was, that was the last indoor facility in Lowell and Chelmsford, that area, they used to have an outdoor rink that moved up to hooks at New Hampshire, which mad hockey plays out of the whip, uh, Ashley Fadula and that group. And, but this, this area doesn't have a lot of indoor facilities. And like Alexa said, when we talked at, at Oktoberfest, it was, you got to drive to Tiverton. It's, you got to drive to Rhode Island. That's a beautiful facility, by the way. I love their model. The rink is enormous, which is awesome. I don't know if our ladies were expecting that, <laughs> but it was still, that's a great tournament. I love the facility. I, I can't wait to go back. But my whole point to this is like, if, if you're not using something, if you're not utilizing it, then people lose it. And we all know ball hockey. It's, you know, with Casey, I, I can't speak for him. I can't speak for these rinks that close, but I think you need to have a Tiverton model in order to be, if, you, if you're looking to make money and be successful in a business anyway. So, but what you guys are doing a difference. So sorry, there's my rant for the night for you guys. Cause I I've seen it here in Massachusetts right now. We have a women's program um that's playing out of hockey town and everybody dumps on hockey town because it is kind of messy in there they don't put any money into their decorating what it is kate too alexis you haven't been there have you yeah have you been to that rink mm. okay so what it is kate it's two ice hockey rinks and then literally above the top of these ice rinks is a deck a ball hockey rink inside Oh, and so, wow. yeah it's pretty cool so i when i go in there i'm like man i love playing inside sometimes because in in my humble mind, street hockey should be played outside. I love playing outside. It's I think it's an homage to the to the game, but playing indoors, I'm like this is kind of fun. You have to worry about the winds and you know all that stuff. But I, I was telling someone, even though it's a not an attractive place to say the least, um, we're fortunate that it's there and that we can play there in the winter time right now. So, um, like I said, it's it's. If you're trying to make money, sometimes, as you guys know, ball hockey, you know, the, can I say it? You, you need more of a need for it. And so anyway, that's again, that's my my diatribe on rinks. But with you guys, where so just tell me, tell us a little bit about where you are in this process then. And then we can kind of dive into this process. And, and Alexa said had some questions around this. So. You can take it, Kate. Sure. Uh, thanks. So right now we are in uh, the process of building a presentation for, can you guys still hear me? Yep. We're for the board of supervisors, our daughter or my daughter, Natalie and her friend, Lily Walter will be pre presenting in front of the full board. Wow. Can you guys still hear me? Okay. Yep. Okay, great. No, I think now it cut out. Now it cut Kate, out. Kate, I can't hear you at all. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a little bit Kids about Kids in the area want to keep it. Oh. Am I on mute? You're it on came mute. back. It came back. Oh, gosh. Sorry. This, That's okay. Maybe I should have taken the call at home. I apologize. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, so I don't know what you heard and what you missed, but... It sounds like your daughter is getting ready to present with... A friend. That's what we with heard. a friend. Yeah, correct. So the girls, on their own volition, they we didn't put them up to anything. But when they found out that the rink was at risk, they stood up to speak in front of the recreation committee that day that we played pickup first, and they just poured out their hearts and said why it was so important to keep this rink and 
what it meant to them, what it meant to their friends and their teams and all the friendships they've forged there and, and getting better as a team and as an individual and all the things even beyond hockey that it meant to them to have that space. And um, I think the the township manager and the members of the recreation board were so inspired that they wanted the kids to come back and not only to keep the rink, that they did vote to keep the rink as a hockey facility, but they wanted the kids to come up with some ideas to dream big and to make it safer and better for the community, which is amazing. The girls were so excited. We were so excited to support them in that. And so they've been working hard on bringing together, I guess, the why behind each of the things they want to do to make it better and what specific changes they'd like to make. I know when they said dream big, they didn't, the township may not have known who exactly they were dealing with because the kids are like, well, we want it to be ice hockey in the winter and deck hockey the rest of the year. And, you know, um, they're dreaming about everything that we've seen at these travel facilities in over the bridge in Jersey, that they have really beautiful boards and this, the beautiful tiles. And I mean, the bathroom, the, the snack stand, the kids could give you the whole list, the fancy scoreboard, everything. So they are dreaming very big. And now they need to kind of, I guess, back up their story of, of why it's that important and see, see what we can do to hopefully sway some board members to, to love hockey a little bit. Awesome. This is uh, right up our alley. I love the creativity. <laughs> and that's how our team came together. And our team has obviously grown people, but um, we, we always had that mindset to think big and never settle less than perfection It is what we were going for. Of course, the ring's not perfect in some ways. To, to, to me, it's not in certain ways. We've learned the curve, but I, I, I really like that. So can you... Tell me a little bit about this board. How many are on this? Does the rec committee, do they make programs? How does this work? If you know. So the so the rec committee meeting that we went to with torches and pitchforks, um, it's five <laughs> volunteers. <laughs> and they um, th those five volunteers will hold these meetings to recommend to the board of supervisors, which I also believe is a board of five, you know, what the spaces should be used for so just like we said someone said they wanted activities for you know older people in the community so they proposed pickleball and they said when we came and said hey we, we really do use this rank we we promise like please don't take it away we didn't know we had to ask for it because it was here um they just started asking you know well how many times a week do you think you play there and to me it's kind of a you know not an accurate answer because if it was nicer, I'd play there three or four times a week. I currently drive an hour to an hour and a half to play hockey, two to three or four or five nights a week, you know, whatever I can sneak away for. Um, there's a lot of hockey programs in the area that would play there. And people like Kate said that didn't know they wanted to play, but if we had an area, they could. So the rec board's been very, very supportive um, they've agreed that they definitely need to make the court safe. Um, so they've been reaching out to some of the same vendors that we've been talking to to say, hey, how much would this cost to make this, you know, a tiled facility or, you know, I don't know if they've gotten quotes for boards yet, but we, we okay. certainly have. But yeah. Uh, yeah, four to five, and then they make the recommendation to their supervisors who will decide what to do and what to spend if they spend anything. Is there an agreement that you guys would would potentially raise money to fix this this area up? Right we're now? hoping to. Hoping to. I think that would come at the next meeting, uh, okay. but we're trying to prepare, you know, and, and the township manager after the last meeting did give us direct contacts of people that, you know, were texting back and forth with him saying, I'm definitely interested in, in helping, you know, sponsor this in some way. So we haven't hit any big guns yet, but there's definitely people interested in sponsoring. And I think that's kind of where we're at, you know, talking to people who've done this and say, well, what's the best way to go about this? Do we, do we create a business or a nonprofit? Do we go through another nonprofit that's already in existence that has some clout that we could get big sponsors from, you know, we're just trying to ask those questions and find the best way. So for, for you guys and, and Kate, Alexis, um, like you said, had, had emailed me some of these these questions, and I looked them over, and I'm like, yeah, this is right up right up our area, right up our alley. So our situation was a little different from you guys. You guys have a situation where you have. Um, by the way, one last question: How big is this area? 
how how big is the actual rink? Oh, one sixty five by sixty five, but there is space oh, wow. on the outside. I think that it's go bigger. close to one ninety by seventy five. I've done all the math. I've got them all drawn up. <laughs> you got it all drawn up. Perfect. Yeah, so, it's a little I mean, bit small, but it's usable. So one sixty five is the length, though, right? So you are. I mean, you're already there. Our rink is one sixty by eighty. So mm -hmm. you've already got the length. That's just the width, maybe. If, if you want to, like I said, if you want to go by the USA ball hockey model, the 160 by 80. Uh, yeah, we really like 180 by 80, but I like to run, so that's right. a personal. That's right. Uh, that's fair point. <laughs> fair point. So what, what, what our situation is a little bit unique. Um, so, so Kate, Alexis knows a little bit of the story, but Young Legends is actually 20, 20 years old. Um but it started off on a basketball court, literally street hockey with grass around the edges of the of the basketball court. And the city of Gloucester owns this particular spot. And what we did is as as the program aged and got older, we had to revamp our program. And because do you want to say the status quo of playing on a basketball court for the rest of your existence? And we're in it for the long term. We want our organization to be prominent. And you, you need a rink. You need to get to that level. Well, it took us into the world of ball hockey. And we realized that, again, you you find out that the world is far bigger than you ever thought it was. Because a bunch of ice hockey guys like, oh, wow, there's national teams, there's travel teams, there's just you, you guys know how it goes. And um, what we did is in 2018, we officially became a nonprofit, which why we went to a nonprofit was this. My brother and I, my brother Danny, who's part of the podcast and my and our vice president of Young Legends, he said to me, I said, Danny, do you want to make this an LLC, a limited liability corporation, where, if I can say this, the Lemonster is a for-profit business. Fitchburg Street Hockey is a nonprofit organization. I don't know what Eddie's, Eddie's organization down in Swansea is. And my brother said, you know, I think we should stick with being a nonprofit because we can raise money for the nonprofit to do these projects. And it, it it was so that's why we agreed to stay as a nonprofit organization is because we could raise money in in the name of the nonprofit organization. That's a decision that you guys can discuss. You know, do you guys want to be your own entity? Do you want to be your own program with a name that you put into it? and potentially be a nonprofit and go to try to get either public funding or private donations, et cetera. Um, my assumption is if you do all this work, raise all this money, the town is still going to utilize it as its own. Right. Right. Um, in that case, I can give you a little bit of insight into what we went through. So young legends, we basically right now, we, we raised all the money, for it and I'll, I can talk to you guys about that in a second what we ended up doing is we we decided that we would gift the rink to the city of Gloucester since it was their property now there are situations that if you guys raise the money privately in the honor in name of your nonprofit you don't use public funding you take that money and you buy the boards and the service with it technically you can tell the city that's your land, great, but we own the boards and the surface. So if you try to kick us out again, we're going to take this stuff with us wherever we go. Does that make sense? Yeah. And there's yes. sometimes a situation. Now, that could be, more, you know, like I said, it all depends on what you guys want to do. That's how Fitchburg is. Fitchburg Street Hockey is a organization that's a nonprofit. They own the boards and the surface, and if the city says you have to leave, they take that stuff with them. That's 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 theirs. The the city might not agree with that. <laughs> you know, the city might not agree with that, but that's sort of the area of when you're utilizing a public place. Does that make sense? Any does that help at all with some it of does, yeah. Yeah. And we talked yeah. to Chuck we talked to Chuck about this because I believe that Lancaster was the same way. You know, during COVID, Lancaster was the only place to play because it was outdoors and they figured it's safe enough to be outdoors if we want to play. You know, it was in a public park where they had to take down the basketball nets because they didn't want kids playing 
because they had the mandates that you couldn't be in parks and things like that. But Lancaster operated as a business or nonprofit, I'm not sure which, um, because they owned the rink and it was on the park, you know, the yeah. park's land, but they owned the rink. And Chuck said he's gotten very good um, cooperation, I'll call it, from the township. Like, it's a public use facility, but I mean, he's he's the one that's taken initiative to go there and fix it up. I mean, he said he literally drove by just to see what condition it was in and he saw that it was so bad. So he started painting boards, you know, he's, he's yeah. bored his heart into this rink. So the township recognizes that and recognizes that he's willing to put his time and energy into it. So if he wants to say, Hey, I want to have a league here on Sundays, they'll tell anyone, you know, this is his time. He's using it. It's not open for the public to use during these hours, you know? Got it. Got it. When is the, um, when is this hearing again or meeting? Sorry. I, I don't know what the term <laughs> March, March 7th. 7th. March 7th. So it's coming up. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. There is something that you guys might want to look into. I, I think it's a national, I think it's national program is mm -hmm. we use in Massachusetts is we kind of did something very similar to you guys. It's kind of, we're working parallel paths right now. It's weird being on this side. I'm so used to being on your side, by the way. I'm so used. We're to grateful it. for you. you know, I'm so <laughs> used to it. I, 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 my our team has been on this road is the first thing we ever did was give a presentation in front of our city council because we had no idea where to start we had a wonderful relationship with the dpw to this day our relationship with our department of public works is excellent they're the greatest people in the world and and sometimes they look for us to give them guidance on like for example the surface you know because if anything happens to the boards that's when they have to help but the surface is a kind of our baby well i would say it's more my baby than anything um, but it's precious. It's precious to me. I, cause I think the yeah. surface, I think the surface makes the game. I, I just, yes, I, absolutely. I, think, I, I think, agree. Um, I hate playing on concrete. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I played enough on asphalt to say, yeah, this is not as yeah. enjoyable or concrete for that matter. So, so anyway, when we gave a presentation to the city council, they were like, we did something a little bit different. We took away a basketball court, but the basketball court where it is, and if you ever come to Gloucester, which I hope you guys do someday, it's very windy in this location. So it wasn't really designed for basketball because – and I and we did do our due diligence. We had conversations with the basketball community and saying, hey, listen, you know, we don't see a lot of people using this but us. Is there a particular reason? And the, and the reason was it's too windy. The ball doesn't stay true, you know, kind of like in ball hockey. The ball doesn't stay true as always. We You know, so we did our diligence to say, listen, if – when we went to city council, we said, if you guys want to keep this as a basketball court, we can add basketball hoops into the design. And city council said, no, if you want it to be a rink, just make it a rink. And there were multiple meetings down the road to create a contingency plan. And actually we're currently working on potentially putting in a small little basketball hoop for, for the area there. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know when that will be done, but we it's, that's actually been started the conversation with the, because the building that's on right next to our rink is actually a school for, for special needs kids. And we kind of took away their basketball hoop. So we have a kind of a contingency plan to put something up if the city, if the DPW agrees. But anyway, long story short, in that meeting, one of the city councilors stood up and said, listen, you guys can go for what they call a Community Preservation Act grant, a CPA grant. And I can always send this to you guys. What a CPA grant is, it allows money to go to a, a fixing up of a recreation place. Sometimes it goes to housing, historical buildings. Gloucester is huge with historical buildings. We have a bunch of different places. So we were awarded $100,000 of public money to go towards the rink. And, and when, I, when we wrote the grant, I specifically said it's going to go to the surface and to the boards. So we got 100,000, 75 went to the boards, 25,000 went to the surface or the, or the tile, however you want to describe it. And that was our original starting point for you guys. So that might be something the state of Pennsylvania might have something that's similar to that. Your representatives will have other access to money as well, such as like this, there could be a park, PAR, let me just say park grant that you can put money into a park there there might be funds available the question again is is like like you said you're doing this for the public you can utilize public money um you might get protective of what you build though right so understood yeah 
So that's a good place to start. Um, we were very fortunate to get a, a private donor as well that put in a quarter of a million dollars for the surface, for the rink, excuse me. And that was huge rink. for us. And then you guys mentioned the flyers. The Bruins gave us 100000 to put towards this rink. What I, what I will say is if you ever use public money, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> when you're using taxpayers' money, the expectation is, is it, it should be a pretty good place. It should be a pretty good place. That, and that's my motto. You want to make it the best for them as well. And it, the public is not happy with – I'm just going to say me right now because we have not opened the rink to the public yet. And it's mostly because there's no signage on the rink and there's, there's nothing to protect the rink at this time. But it will be open for people to enjoy. Um, in the very near future. So that's cool. But does that help guys a little bit on, on raising money? And I think the flyers is an excellent or Pittsburgh's a little far, right? Alexis. Cause that's, that's the yeah, other side. I don't know if the penguins would come all the way I don't out think here. They would go Although, out there, right? Yeah. In Lancaster where I am, it's surprising. We're only about an hour and a half at most from Philadelphia. Lancaster's yep. about four from Pittsburgh. Okay. We have more Capitals and Pittsburgh fans in Lancaster than we do Flyers fans. I'm like the outcast. And I came from, you know, 45 minutes from Philly. You go to the Flyers games a couple times a year as a kid. You know, I, yeah. I moved to Lancaster an hour away. I'm like, Pittsburgh, Capitals, what are you guys doing? But um, uh, how, about, yeah. how, about, uh, how about the Hershey Bears? They're not too far. They're myself. not too far, and, and there's the Reading Royals, and there's the Allentown Phantoms. You know, there's plenty of ice hockey programs around um, that Kate and I have just been talking today about that. You know, we we have some friends and family that played, you know, ice hockey for local programs like Newman and Westchester and Arcadia, um, one of them being Becky Dobson and my sister as well. They both are on Team USA. I mean, Becky's been on Team USA almost 10 years, but – they were both Westchester alumni, you know, converted. Becky was converted from ice hockey to ball hockey. My sister was converted from ball hockey to ice hockey. So, I mean, it's a really fluid game that we just want to promote. And I think that there's a lot of benefit that if people were to invest, there's such a deep interest and in, and there's numbers that we can show. People do play ball hockey in our area. If there was more availability, we would get more people. That right there might be a huge selling point to these teams specifically. Um, one thing that I can share with you is the advantage of our location of where we're at. Um, one of the things that the Bruins Foundation wanted to do is they wanted to create more of an outreach to a, to a place that's 30, 33 miles away. And they felt like they didn't have a lot of an outreach program in that area. That's why they were like, when you go to our rink, you'll see the B on the, you'll see the B right in the center of the rink. And like I said, usually if I had my iPad and I was on it, you'd see it behind me. But um, it's for another day. My wife was like, I don't like, I, don't like <laughs> I, I told you guys this before. I don't like how I come yeah. in and out of the screen. So, um, but uh, there's this big, there's this big initiative and Alexis, you've heard it through USA ball hockey, through UWs, you know, grow the game initiatives, you know, start the grassroots programs. And, you know, I think the NHL is coming on board with that. I think that's why the Bruins looked at us that way as this is a grassroots program, trying to get more kids into the game. Um, so I think that could be a selling point for you guys to bring in it to, to bring that to the table. I, I, I really do. Um, I'm excited for you more than anything. I, I really am. I think you got a great starting point here. That Alexis uh, just sent me a picture through the chat. Mm -hmm. This looks like a good sized place. This looks good. Really? Yeah. Even if they only made it five feet wider, because there is a slope on the on the left end there. Okay. So you can't build that way. The parking lots are very close on two of the sides. And there is a playground with a little, you know, hill rolling down to the rink. But even if it was extended five feet, repaved and proper boards put in i mean that's 150 to 200 thousand dollar investment that tile can be added later you know what i mean Absolutely. like if we just get something in there structurally sound that we can say yes we can advertise a league here we can host pickup here you know if it's a nicer facility people will come and it could be you know a source of income for the community i mean we're completely open to any ideas um, we just wanted to keep this rink for pickup, just for access for people to play. 
we're totally <laughs> not sure where the wind's going to blow us, but yeah. it's been an incredible opportunity to say, hey, maybe we can make a difference and actually make this better instead of just saving it and keeping it in the condition it is. Maybe we can actually make this a place where, you know, no offense to this rink. I love New Hanover Township, but this is last on my list because I do have indoor league time and I do have ice time. But if this was a nicer facility, you know, it's half the drive as, as some of the other leagues I play in. And if I can get women in the game and have a women's league right there, I it'd be a pleasure to play there. Just needs a little bit of help. Absolutely. I think you guys, um, I think, I think you're nailing it on the head right now. I mean, I mean, Kate, for you, I mean, is there a plan to create a nonprofit or not necessarily yet? I think all the pieces are moving so fast right now. We're trying to get a handle on what's possible and what makes the most sense. We do need to either approach that or see if there's a partner or something, I think, to make it accessible. We've been, I guess, some of the girls post um, have gone almost viral on a couple of local hockey fan pages so people are saying hey how can we support how can we support awesome. i'd love to give people an avenue to do that for sure awesome yeah yeah that's i i feel like i you know there's a place place guys i uh i don't know if you know massachusetts that well but um probably in your history classes you've heard of salem massachusetts where they had the witch trials yeah yeah i don't know if you've ever been there but um salem is a very interesting place and they actually have a rink in salem mass you wouldn't know about it because what they did is they took a basketball court and um, <laughs> they basically put boards around the around the basketball court and then they put tile over it so you can play both street and uh, basketball in it. The problem is there's no there aren't any fencing, so it's perfect for three on three because it's only about a hundred feet by about maybe sixty. I'm not sure, but when I showed the city of Gloucester pictures, it's like, yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't want, they didn't like that concept. And I, and I told them, I said, you know, if you're going to, if, if you're going to do a rink like this, you want it to be, you know, you want fencing, you don't want balls to be flying up. Um, but the reason why I also share this is that that rink, I don't think gets a lot of uses because there's no organization to, to utilize it. Um, there's there, you know what I mean? There's no, organization that's taken ownership of it and like running programs out of there um right. and we, we've been there i brought i brought our i brought we brought our kids there so um it's been a uh been a, it's been a it's been a journey it's it, it, like i said it is a nice rink it, we we took some of their ideas by the way uh, we took them we specifically like their boards the best but um so vendors have you guys looked at different vendors who's responsible yeah. for um, well, there's a couple different ways that that can happen, right? Like you can say, all right, if we can get a $100,000 grant from the Flyers, that could cover a surface, an installation of that surface, and maybe a couple extra things, but that might come in two years. Uh, um, we could get the Flyers $100,000 and have that be halfway to nice boards or be full done with the dash, not the dash boards, those pro wall boards, oh, the well, plastic yeah. ones. I'm sure you've talk to all the same vendors you know yep so we're group. just kind of in this yeah we're kind of in this spot where it's like okay we need to decide what we can be to get the money and then what we can build with that money and then where can we go to finish building with private funds or sponsors you know what i mean yep. so that's really the conversations that we're having this week and and going to go to the township about because Chuck's experiences that the Flyers can provide unionized workers that they have, uh, but their money not, might not go as far. I mean, we might be able to find a construction company that's local that would be willing to sponsor and say, hey, if they have the equipment, we'll do it for cost of materials plus whatever, you know, maybe a foreman. And they bring a couple of extra laborers or, or have volunteers help them as long as they're insured. Or, you know what I mean? Um, I think the, the creativity right for this is going to be key. Uh, because like you said, we don't want to just make something good enough. We want to make it a place that is successful and long lasting and that people will want to play at. Um, especially when you talk about having new people jumping in for pickup and stuff. I mean, going to a concrete rink isn't my idea of a good, a good time. Um, for someone new that doesn't know hockey, you know, with the ball rolling out, the huge crack in the middle that you can fit your whole foot in sideways. 
you know, like we want it to be an attractive facility and a safe facility and an official facility so that if someone does grow up in this program or I mean, whatever happens with any kind of program, you know, we want people to be able to have the full experience of this is what you'd experience at the highest level. This is a legitimate sport. Um, and we want to promote that this is a professional, legitimate sport. Absolutely. And I mean, any advice that I could give you guys is, you know, break it down, break the project down into steps or phases, right? Because that's what we did. Phase one would be just getting the site work. We needed a full mm -hmm. load of site work, which added a tremendous amount of money. To your point, though, Alexis, our contractor that we had was a city contractor. His kids played in Young Legends. He knew of us. Um, he donated $50,000 worth of work. He did a phenomenal job. I can't say this enough. Actually, mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks, there's a podcast where I talk about the second phase of not second phase, but I talk about finishing up the rink. And he's a big part of that. But break it down like my mind in my mindset. I always told our team, I'm like, let's just get the site work done, um, the boards and the surface. Then we're functional. Right. So um, right. that was I that was ideal. And then the lights. The lights just went on the other day, actually. We got to pay a lot of money to get the electrical done, but the lights are paid off. We did that through that CPA grant that I told you guys about. And the city wanted the most expensive lights, which was perfect for us because that's what we wanted. And um, the, the company that we used was a company called Musco. They're very, very popular. They're all over the country, Musco Lighting. And I can always send you guys this offline too. Appreciate um, it, yeah. But, uh, you know... It, I, like I said, just try to break down in phases. And, and like you just kind of said, Alexis, and, 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 you know, these donors, my brother and I used to always say, do we, the, the grand slams, the grand slam donors are the people that are going to give you more than a hundred grand. And then there's the, sorry for this baseball analogy, but the base hitters are more like that five to 10,000 and the home runs, maybe that's 50 to hundred. You break it down into what you're looking for and go from there. We were fortunate to get some really big donors. And then we, we basically got smaller donations that kind of just, helped so much I, I can't stress that enough so um were there any with any other questions or other points i know i know we're getting close to it for you guys so was there any other topics that you wanted to cover with this project it's kind of been thrust upon us right like we said we want to keep this rink and now that they've kept it they've given us an opportunity to make it better um yeah, right. and I'm so involved in so many things with hockey that it's like, oh boy, now we've got another project. Like, what are we going to do? So um, I think for us, it's just having these conversations and talking to people like you and Chuck. And, you know, we have a conversation with Alessandra and someone else from the board on, on UW's tomorrow. Um, we've got a conversation with Empower Play set up next week. They okay. help fundraise. Um, yeah. So it's just all these conversations to say, what can we do now? You know, what can we take to the township on March 7th? Do we have to have a nonprofit set up so that we can just start hammering at sponsors to see if we can get them to help with the site work and just start there and say, hey, we do this site work, please, will you let us expand and do it right? You know, because any donation that comes from the flyers of the township, it's going to end with that donation. You know, if, if the boards are put in and there's, there's not enough footers or there's no poles for lighting that's going to come out of someone's pocket, right? Like Absolutely. who can afford to do this? Absolutely. I'm not taking on this project, to, you know, to, to dump money into a rink right now. I, I just, I just started a side business with my husband with an Airbnb. Like this Beautiful. was just an opportunity that we're like, we got to save this rink. And now it's like, all right, put up or shut up. You know, do you, Absolutely. do you really want to grow hockey in our area? Well, figure it out. Absolutely. So we're just here trying to figure it out. Yep, absolutely. I, I mean, I think you guys are in actually a, a, a good place. I think what where the advantage is from where 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 you guys are versus what we have, the advantage that you have is you actually have a structure in place. I think expanding it, like you said, there's a slope. That might take some extra cash. But for the most part, I mean, I think you've got – at least you've got the distance, although Alexa sounds like she loves running on 185, which is which is fine, <laughs> right? Um, but all the – what I was – didn't articulate very well is this idea that you know things can come in steps now what i didn't know the mistakes i've made were i didn't know that when we when the site work was being done i didn't know that the light bases had to go in 
I didn't know mm-hmm. that the conduit that runs around where they put the electrical wire, I didn't know that that had to go in. I didn't budge personally. I didn't budget that particular part of the phase. So when, when that happened, it was like, uh Oh, we've got, to buy, <laughs> you know, we got to come up with 8,500 bucks right now to put, to buy these bases. And fortunately we, we did, we had, you know, we had money to, to do that. So, um, I, to be honest, you guys, I'm pretty excited for you guys. And like I said, I've been in your shoes. I, I have. I feel like I'm I, some of the things that you're talking about. I've I've walked it, and not just me, our whole team. We've walked it together. And I think, I think over the next couple of weeks, just just try to get what you guys want this to be. Even like Kate, like your daughter said, snack shacks or you know, put it all in there. Put it all in there, and just to think big, and you know, start start there, and then. The easy, the easy part, guys, for me is designing the rink, knowing what boards you want, knowing the surface you want, knowing the lights you want, the scoreboard. For me, the hardest part was finding the funds, but it of came, course it, it came with time, and it and it I can tell you, you can do it. Just be per- persistent. I think if you got someone like Chuck, who I haven't met yet, they never will. Sorry, um, but if you get someone on your side, that helps a million. That helps a lot. Our city, our city gave us total self autonomy. They were like, "Whatever you want to do, just know that you got to fundraise for it." <laughs> and we did, but but you know what I mean. So it, they weren't. They're too. Our DPW is way too busy anyway. They got way too much to do. So, um, but all that snow, all that snow, yeah, snow. We haven't got much <laughs> snow this year. We haven't got much snow. We uh, I, we've got we've been having pickup. You know, right now we've been we've been running pickup because. You know, I asked the city, I'm like, do you mind if we play pickup on there? And he's like, the DPW was like, yeah, as long as there's no snow, because that causes liability and things like that. Right. That's, that's another thing that we can definitely talk about offline at some point is liability and what that yeah. for the city and stuff like this. But uh, um, so I, I, I know, Alexis, you got to go. Kate, you probably have to run. Any other things you guys want to share with us? No, I mean, we're just excited to see where this thing can grow. I mean, really not even go, just grow because we, we know it has, it's already grown legs. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're not millionaires. We're just doing what we can and we're just hoping that we can make it work and make a place that, you know, we didn't really have growing up and some people might really get some satisfaction out of, you know. We talk about community when when we first went to the first township meeting um we got some not so friendly responses from you know the chairman saying you know well don't you have hockey out by lancaster and i'm like no the last the last rink that was in existence closed after 40 years you know i'm traveling to your community to try to give what? back something that i didn't have as a kid to the kids that I love that are here, you know, my friends, kids, the kids that I coached, they live in your community. So I'm trying to come here and do good things for them and make opportunities for kids that, you know, I didn't have and really wanted. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That was my thing. I mean, giving back to the game that had given me so much, of course, was ice hockey, but um, I can, I can relate to that. Absolutely. And there's always going to be the, the naysayers anyway, you guys get mental toughness anyway, for sure. So, yeah. Um, Kate, I've got one question. What team did you play for when you came up to Tiverton? I was playing with Side Hustle. Side Hustle. So that's a team. team. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Is that was that B division or or? <laughs> uh, it was BC split. So I BC think split, you guys yeah. won the C, right? We were yeah. the C. So I yeah. To, yeah. I, I think you're the one team. Uh huh. The one team we didn't get to play. I think the way things matched up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we we yeah. We I try to, I try to bring a lot of the U sixteen girls into the B division, um, just to get them, you know, from my perspective, a way to meet people, to keep going. You know, once they age out of U sixteen, where are they going to go? You know, when I started hockey, I had my sister, so she just said, "All right, my sister's playing with us." No one really got a chance to say, "But she sucks," you know. <laughs> so. For the girls that don't have friends in the adult community yet, you know, playing with a mix of people like Kate and some of our local hockey moms, you know, awesome. other people that I know from other teams that, you know, their team might not have come because it's a farther drive or a flight from D.C. or Pittsburgh. So I just try to put together what I can to just keep people playing and meeting each other. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so are you guys coming, Kate, are you coming back for Tiverton in the, in the spring? Oh, absolutely. All right, Looking so forward I'll, to it. I'll meet you guys. I'll meet you in person there for sure. I'll That's great. I can't wait. Come, come over and say hello. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really excited about, I, I, one of our board of directors, when we built this rink, I was playing NBHL Boston on Tuesday night. He was playing on our team and uh, he came up to me and I said, I, he goes, what's going on with the women's division in our, in our program? And I said, uh, <laughs> I said, well, it's starting next week and it's starting next Tuesday. And he goes, I'm going to tell you something, Kyle, right now, that's going to be our biggest program. It's the women's division. There's a lot of moms out there. And I'm like, sure, Anthony. And, and it blew up to 60 players from our, we had a summer division that we had a, we had a fall division and the credit is really to them and my wife. I mean, the amount of communication that women do is far better than guys. I can always say this. And <laughs> now we're going, we're going to Nashville in two weeks. We're going to Tiverton and, you know, for spring fest. And then I don't know where, where she, we're going to hopefully have some tournaments in Gloucester too. So I don't have to drive as far, but awesome. I, my wife loves it. She's playing NBHL and She's thrilled. And like I said, I think you guys are, you know, thank you, Alexis, for doing all that. And just a shout out to you. What did ISBHF give you? Won a, won a nominated. So. They, they gave me a, a volunteer of the year award. Congratulations. Well Thanks. done. Well done. I did Very humbling. So. There's lots well of people deserved. in ball hockey that do a lot, a lot more than I do, I feel like. So that yeah. was very humbling. So absolutely. I mean, so congratulations. That shows a lot. So, um, I know Alexis has got to run, Kate. Um, I'm, I wish you guys the best of luck. March 7th is the next hearing. Wait, when? Yes. Oh, March. March. Sorry. I love it. All I those, love it. I love it. Those, you, guys <laughs> yeah. have, you guys have a little twang in your, your accent, too, down there. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Let, we'll definitely keep in touch. Maybe we maybe we meet again on the podcast. At, get see what happened, what the meeting was like. If you guys want to, and um, I'll I'll do whatever I can to help you guys. I hope you know that. And my we wife, appreciate and, it. I mean, Thank we'll, you so we'll much. Huh? I'll, I'll give you what I what we need what we what we have too. And um, but and also thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. it's great talking to you know. I love this story. I, I can't stress this enough. I've been in your shoes. Been there. You know, yeah. we're all in it together. You're not, you know, you're not alone in this. So um, what I will do, Alexis, I'll share that picture that you sent me on our, on the, on the street hockey life Facebook page and stuff like that. And uh, uh, we'll go from there, but any last thoughts, ladies, it's, this is really about you, not me. So just yeah. thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Great hey, thank you. you so much. We're excited to help grow the game. Everybody gets started somewhere and we'd love to help some kids and even some moms and other adults uh, find some hockey to love. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> the moms are out there. I mean, I can't wait. Well, Erin will complain to you guys about this offline, but we're trying to get more of our Gloucester women to go to these tournaments but people's lives get yes. busy, right? So we'd love to have moms get busy. Moms get busy, and they're in rinks. And uh, but one thing, I, I you know, coaching women, we got a U Dubs clinic coming up. I'm really excited about it because I get to just be there and observe and help. Um, it's amazing how much, how many questions women ask, and it's it's just a, you know, it's enjoyable. Guys, keep to ourselves. We don't want to. We don't want to admit when we don't know something, right? Right. <laughs> and ass. that's the thing with women's hockey. We've been so fortunate to have people like. You know, Matt Fair, Jake Denny, Angela Tirana, like all these people and local players, you know, willing to sit there with us and say, has anyone taught you how to hold a stick? Yes. Has anyone taught you how to take a slap shot? You know, those are things that I played for years with good players. No one ever cared to invest their time in saying, you know, it might be a little more fun if you knew how to do things a little bit better. <laughs> so we've been very, True very story. fortunate for that. And we look forward to all the support from the men and the women coaches too. Absolutely. Um, I forgot to ask Kate, Alexis, is there any, if people are interested, they see this podcast and they're like, I would like to help these individuals. Is there a way to get in touch with you guys? A way that's comfortable for the both of you as well. Kate, your email. Sure. Um, we have an email address for our pickup group. If anyone would want to reach out to us there, it's pickupstickshockey at gmail.com. Okay. I can also add that into the, the promo of this video. So um, pickupsticks at mm -hmm. gmail. Hockey. Pickupsticks pick hockey, hockey at, at gmail.com. Got it. All right. Yeah. My memory's 
I'm getting worse. Sorry. All of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's more of like just just the amount of stuff that we all have to do nowadays. It's just we. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but again, thank you, thank you, ladies, so much. It's it's great chatting to you. I look forward to talking to you guys in the in the in the future. And like I said, if you need anything, you know, don't be a stranger. And hopefully, I'll see you guys at Tiverton. Time's flying, so it's. Oh, by the way, Alexa, what date? What mm-hmm. date? Uh, April twenty seventh weekend. No Friday games. Okay, so Saturday and Sunday again. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. One last story before I go. The one of my favorite parts about Tiverton was we, my 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 sister and I, we rented a house together, and um, one of our team, one of our players stayed with us. One of the things that I've told our men's teams about is going to tournaments in the camaraderie that you guys know all about. And that Saturday night after the games, everybody came over to the house that we rented. We had a nice dinner. Uh, not everybody came, but some people had other plans. So you know how that works. But it was just, for me, it was very enjoyable, that social bonding, whatever you want to call it, camaraderie. And I've told some of our staff members about this, that, you know, this is something I hope we do more of, whether it's at the youth level or at the adult level. Um, I think it's going to continue for the women. They seem to enjoy it. Um but anyway, I think that's what's special about the ball hockey community is there's friendships. It's, I'm starting it's to community, look. right? Yeah. That's what it Absolutely. is. That's what it comes down to. Some people have their church. Some people have bowling. We have ball hockey, oh. you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I met, and, and Kate, I met I met Alexis' husband at George. I didn't know George was Penn Hill at Arsenal. I've been following that for years now. Those <laughs> <laughs> big boy team so it was nice chatting with him and uh i ended up buying a stick down there which i broke Thank a you. few weeks later i was not happy with myself <laughs> oh, no, no. it wasn't stick it was me i took it out on the i took my anger out on a on a uh on a net post and uh oh, oh. good stick though but um but anyway i could talk to you guys all night so i'll i'll zip it up and uh thanks uh, carl my, my awesome pleasure. thank you awesome. we'll do it again sometime and like i said soon. don't be strangers all right. Appreciate guys. it. Till next time, you. everybody. Good luck. See ya.